Blazers, I'm Don Lanko. Buckle up. It's time once again for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows, and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. Let's get going. It is a super special episode of Raise Nation Radio today because I'm joined by some of my mark, my peers at here at One Cause Family and two people that are pretty familiar in the nonprofit space, um, but have full calendars and a little hard to get a hold of. So I feel very honored. But we have Stephanie Ragazzino, our chief product officer, and um, Joe Duca, our uh, senior director of product strategy with us. And they're going to share some pretty cool stuff. Stephanie, Joe, welcome to Raise Nation Radio. Want to say hi to our audience? Hey, Don. Hi, everyone. Yeah, thanks, Don. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm so glad I got on your calendar because we do have a lot to talk about. But before we get there, we're going to go ladies first. Um, Stephanie, Joe, our audience loves to get to know one causers and our thought leaders and all our guests on the show, just a little bit more than a title. So Stephanie, if you want to take it away, just share a little bit about yourself, throw in something personal. Hey, Joe, I expect to hear about your cats, but we're going to start with Stephanie with a little introduction. Sounds great. Well, I'm super happy to be here. I joined OneCause almost three years ago after spending the first 20 years of my career building marketing technology software. So in my opinion, there's no better job in on the planet than solving problems um, for, for users. So absolutely love doing that and so happy to be here. And um, you know, while I don't come from a fundraising background for the first 20 years, I was serving marketers. And so it's been super interesting to me on the overlap between marketers who are constantly trying to position and sell products and services. And that's what marketers, and that's what fundraisers do every single day. Um, We're trying to figure out how to position and how to make that ask and how to, how to raise money to fuel their mission. So it's been, it's been a really great transition. Loved doing it. Uh, Let's see on a personal note. um, I am married to an awesome guy and I have three crazy kids that keep me really busy. So um, that's, uh, that's a little bit about me. All right, Joe. Yeah, I'm Joe Duca. I've been uh, working in nonprofit space since uh, the early 90s. Um, I've been at One Cause um, for uh, 12 years now, I think. Um, Don, I think we started about the same time. We uh, did. It's going to be 13, I think, in January. There you go. Um, and um, uh, I, in terms of personal stuff, um, as you mentioned, yes, I have cats. Yes, I'm a cat fanatic. Um, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be like, building a cat shelter or something. Um, but like Steph, I love sol- solving problems. So when I'm not Working, I'm doing things like puzzles, which the cats are always crawling over and trying to, you know, chase the pieces off the table. Um, so uh, uh, they're a lot of fun to play with. Um, but yeah, I like working in nonprofits. I like solving problems. I like figuring out how to, how to make fundraising easier because we, all three of us have seen it. It's hard. It's really hard to do fundraising. It's hard to do it well. And um, we want to, we want to make it easier for everybody. We want to figure out a way to, to make this more successful. Well, I know our audience appreciates that. And we're going to talk about that very topic. So I'm going to take you back to um, maybe 30 days ago on October 3rd, uh, 2022. Big announcement from One Cause after years of development and analyzing outcomes from 40,000 plus events for maybe, I don't know, 10,000 customers and helping nonprofits raise 
billions of dollars, like $4 billion. One Cause comes out with announcement, brand new fundraising platform. So I want to stop right there and clarify, this is brand new, right? We're not talking upgrades or the next, you know, version or 20 dot, whatever. We're talking something brand new. Is is that right, Joe? And let's t- talk about why. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a new product. Um, we, we've had an award-winning mobile bidding product. We have a text to give product for donations. We have a peer-to-peer product. Um, one of the things with fundraising is that uh, a lot of people um, have to use different products for all their fundraising. And the fundraising platform is meant to be a place to do all your fundraising in one place. So we focused heavily on building the events part of the, of the fundraising platform. Um, we've also been building out donation aspects of it for donation forms. Um, so you're going to see a lot, of, a lot more coming out with the platform. But, but what we launched is a new fundraising platform that can work for a wide range of fundraising, um, especially right now for events, whether they're auction events or dinners um, or, or luncheons or you know, um, golf events, kind of any kind of an event you're doing um, that has fundraising, the platform right now can support that. Um, and then it's just going to keep growing from there. So you'll see, you'll hear a lot of new things added over time to do more kinds of fundraising. Um, but I think the key thing with it, Don, is that the focus is really on a modern, innovative um, platform that works the way that we actually fundraise, you know, that really focuses on what you said, all the research, all the experience that we have. Let's um, let's build a fundraising platform that really matches what people need out of fundraising to make it easier and more successful. So, Steffi, I'm going to turn to you. Why? why? When you came in, you had a lot on your plate to explore, discover, analyze. Why? Why build a new platform? And maybe more specifically, why now? What was the strategy behind behind it all and, and the goals that we were, what, like, what problems were we trying to solve? Absolutely. So when I came in, I was very lucky because the product that um, that OneCause has been selling and our customers have been using, people love. Uh, it solves a lot of really great problems, um, and it solved it really, really well. Um, and so that's been that's been really great because I got to learn a lot and see all the all the real good problems that we solved. But the why was we're like, but we can do more. We can mm. take those problems and we can solve them in different ways of how the market around us, how the industry around us has changed. And so we were really excited to be able to, to take all those same problems and solve them in new innovative ways, like what Joe said, in the way that you're trying to fundraise today. And so that, that's the why, is, is that taking what we have, doing it the same, better, and then doing more. Um, because the problems that fundraisers have today only keep getting more challenging. Right. Reaching more donors, uh, you know, and, and get the right message at the right time. And, you know, a lot of people are making asks. So how does your ask stand out and making that supporter experience really unique and easy to use? And so we were really excited about taking on all those problems and all the core problems that we have been solving, combining that into one great new platform. And Joe, was there any reason to not do that within the current solutions that were available? Um Take us back. Take us back to 2008. Right. We were paper. Fundraisers were on paper with bid sheets. And I think that's how this whole idea of auction software was born. And and we were 
we get those bragging rights that we got to revolutionize that. But now I think we're 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 tech hungry. You know, our donors, our consumers, our consumers, our donors, they have expectations. The pandemic changed things, right? So there's a lot of story there that makes the why sense, but why a new platform? Yeah, it's a good question because I think that the place that we've all been in fundraising for a long time is is really fractured. We're used to, you know, having software that you're selling your tickets in and you're doing your auction somewhere else, you're managing payments somewhere, you're managing sponsorship somewhere. It's just this sort of piecemeal thing that um, that we've all been used to. And and maybe that's okay for some people to work in. But if you think of your the donor experience, as modern consumers, we don't expect to have to log into multiple things and put my credit card on file multiple times and have have, have disjointed fractured experiences. You know, every time I interact with you as a nonprofit, I expect that I'm just going to have the, a sa- the same good experience all the time, that you're going to recognize me, that you're going to understand me. That's what we've gotten used to as consumers with Amazon and Netflix, um, Target. You know, we just, we just have this relationship with them and we want to have that relationship with the organizations we support. But the solutions out there, like I said, are really fractured. They're all built in different ways. And they don't work well together. So the idea with a platform is, could we could we put fundraising together in a place so we could um, create bridges between things, make make the donor experience consistent all the time, make it easier to um, maybe make it easier to take some some different pieces of fundraising and put them together in ways that we haven't seen before. Um, when you're when you're working in a fractured space, it's hard to really make it all work together. So I think we're trying to modernize fundraising. We're trying to build fundraise, build software that fundraises the way people expect it to for now and for the future. Almost future-proofing it. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Makes sense. I'm with you. I'm glad, right? I've had some experiences with the new platform. It is slick. So I think our audience wants to hear about that, right? And what are the new things I can do? How is this going to change how I work, you know, in the office and how I connect with my donors and my, and my supporters? Because building those relationships are so important. And what do we want to deliver? Ease, convenience, consistency, trust. So many, so many things that will, will grow giving, at, you know, at, at the end of the day. So let's get to some of that. There's this concept of the before, during and after right? And an event, it shouldn't be one day of of giving or two days of giving. There's really a journey from the time you save the date to um, even, you know, post-event. So um, Stephanie, I think you probably both want to weigh in here, but Stephanie, let's start with you. Let's talk about the tools to engage donors before, during, and after to build those deeper relationships. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, Let's just think about all of us are consumers today, right? So we we shop and do things in different ways. And it used to be, uh, I have a million of these examples, but, you know, my take my kids to get a haircut. We would just walk in, side up, wait in line until it was our turn, right? But now what do I do? No, I go ahead of time and I put my name on a, on a list and they tell me whenever it's my turn, right? And so I, I compare that pretty similar. And then afterwards they thank me, right? That's like what our nonprofits are doing with their fundraisers, with their donors, right? We want to continually talk to them. We want to guide them. We want to give them that power in order to talk to us uh, whenever they're ready and start that conversation way earlier than when they just walk into the event. So before the event, um, give them the information that they need. Make sure that they understand, um, you know, 
what expectations are. Let them answer some questions to save them time when they get to the event because, you know, your donor wants to get in and have fun. That's what you want them to do too. You want them to get in, have fun, you know, you know, and, and be ready to open the bar. You know, I open their checkbooks and make it first, right? Um, but, uh, but, but definitely it, it's about changing that experience and it's about adjusting to how the industry has adjusted all of us as consumers today is really like empowering your donors, empowering your supporters to, to talk to you ahead of time and to change that experience before the event, during the event, giving them the information that they need. And then after a place they could go and celebrate and see um, the success that you've had. Yeah, I don't think that there's an experience I have in my day-to-day life that doesn't include some type of convenience that technology drives for me from getting my cup of coffee to going to the doctor's office to going on vacation to making an online transaction. So it really, we're so conditioned. It, it, why shouldn't it spill over um, into fundraising? So with that, I think we're talking, we're, we're going to segue right into lots of changes with ticketing. Ticketing is just the first, maybe the first step. And, and there's so much there with communication tools and smart ticketing. I I should stop there because you can explain it much better than me, Joe. So let's talk about ticketing and all the excitement there. Yeah. We're we're trying to do, um, we're we're using tickets, not just to sell tickets, obviously, but we want to use it as a point of engagement to get people engaged earlier. Like Steph was talking about, um, to, to get people to invite their friends, to get information, to get more information ahead of time. So check-in is a lot easier. Um, also to sell things, you know, to, to get questions, to, to sell things, um, to get people more engaged. I, I think we all feel like if you're going somewhere and you do more things, I'm going to a movie and I can pre-buy um, uh, uh, my beverages and, and my snacks. Popcorn. I'm, I'm just more interested in it, right? I'm more, I'm thinking about it. I'm, um, I'm sharing with people that I'm going and doing this thing. It's not me just walking up to the theater. I've made plans. I've done this thing. I'm ready for it. And the more engaged I am along the way, the more excited I am about it, the more fun I have at it. So we want to do that with fundraisers too. Like Steph said, it shouldn't just be that, you know, kind of showing up and just doing it at the event. It should be from the moment you get involved, the moment you get that invite that saved the date that we're engaging along the way, and helping, helping raise money along the way, helping people commit to the mission and give to the mission um, all the way through the event, as well as afterwards. How can we take that excitement that they had on site and get them to help us raise more money for our mission? So it's a different approach. Um, ticketing isn't just to get in the door. It's about engaging early. Obviously, um, it's also a way to get people in faster, you know, QR codes to just scan people in. Um, Pause a moment on that. QR codes. I'm having a a love relationship with QR codes right now. So we have QR codes for express check-in. I love that. It's so much easier, right? I was at an event this weekend, 2,500 people, more than half had already pre-checked in. So they just went to the door. The registration area was so much calmer than in the past where you'd have this hour long line for people to check in. And now there was never a line because half the people were already checked in. They just had to walk in the ballroom. And it was only the people that hadn't checked themselves in online yet that would stop for something. It is such a better experience for everyone. It's really, it's making it not transactional. It's making it an experience, right? And that is what we're going for is, is really changing that from I'm here to come to this event, but instead I'm here to support your mission and to be engaged and to really have that experience from the first touch point all the way through. 
So very excited about this. Yeah, that that's amazing because sometimes the first and last touch point at a fundraising event is the most painful for our donors because of the lines. I, mean, I don't know about the two of you, but I, I'm not a very patient person. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a no line kind of girl. So um, when you could improve that experience so that from the, you know, the time they buy their ticket to walking in, being, you know, magical and, you know, concentrating on your theme and your decor and your program instead of waiting in the line. And, and, cons- and I, I hear there's some cool things with, with checkout too, that I want to talk about. And they, now they're going home with that good experience. They're, they're really falling in love with, with you. I mean, you're, they're really falling in love. Can we talk about that though? The, the, there's options now with checkout, like you could be on the dance floor and actually pinpoint when you want to pick up your item. Did I hear that right, Joe? Yeah. You know, I, years ago, I didn't, I didn't know how we could ever make checkout better because everybody's got to go pick up their stuff. Right. Um, but we figured it out. We figured out how to do it. So, um, there's just a lot of neat things that we added. Obviously you check yourself out on your phone. Um, but you can decide when do I want to go pick up my stuff? This is a great option that nonprofits can use. So you can schedule pickup slots for people to sign up for. And then you don't have this huge line um, just waiting. Um, or if you're not able to pick up that night, you can give them the option to say they'll pick up later. So now you're not waiting for them all night when they've already gone home and they expect to, uh, a call and, and a conversation later. So we really thought through how can we make that end of the night better, make it less um, crazy, less chaotic, give people the opportunity to say when they want to pick things up, Give volunteers the opportunity to text you and say, your stuff is ready. Come and pick it up. What a great end of the night experience versus standing in a long line and just waiting. That's um, really personal. It's what Steph was saying with, with haircuts. It's what you do at Starbucks when you order online. It's just having, um, having that experience of let me know when I can get my stuff and I'll be there. Yeah. So I can finish doing the Cupid shuffle and the Macarena and not worry about having to stop and pick up my, pick up my item, which is kind of cool. Dawn likes to do that. So that, that's, that's lots of fun. Um, yeah, just a great experience from, from soup to nuts. Um, so what about the mobile navigation? What can we expect there? So all of us, again, all of us are consumers, right? So we all have high expectations because we use apps, we use, you know, websites on our phone every day. And so it was super important to us that we made this feel modern and made it super easy to navigate. Um, and it just felt like what we're all used to. It's what, you know, it, it's what we all are, are using all day, every day. We also want choice, right? So how many of us, um, you know, is like we plan on being in person, but we need to be able to adjust it and head home for some reason, right? Um, it's the new world that we live in. And so we want to, you know, for that to be able to adjust right on a desktop if I need to, if I'm virtual and I want to experience the the program on my on my desktop, I can. Um, I can do it on my phone if I need to be remote or if I'm in room, it's optimized just for my in-room experience and really easy to get to what I need. And it's just, it feels familiar. We want it to feel familiar. We want it to feel like this is what I use all day, every day. This is something that, you know, we're all used to in our everyday lives, but nonprofits really haven't had this because the technology has felt a little bit older. And I'm really excited for nonprofits to have modern looking supporter experiences. Um, so really excited about that. Just what we've come to expect. Um, what about the over... So so we're talking about the donor, which is the most important, right? It's all about donors 
and relationships and what they're giving to that organization so the organization can make their the impact and change the world and build better tomorrows. But you know what? Our, our orgs are fatigued too. Our admins, our event planners, our, all, all the people that are behind the scenes, behind the curtain. How have we um, enhanced the overall organization experience? Does this add or relieve them of some of their day-to-day? Don, I'm, I'm like step said with the donor experience, we need to think of the admin experience, the, the admin users as modern consumers, right? It should be easy to use software that is intuitive, that guides you to do the right things, um, that, that doesn't take extra work. Um, we want to make something that's easy to manage your data, to bring in data where you need to, to move it around, um, turning things on and off. It, it, it's a great interface because it's really logical. We use it all the time for um, whether we're doing a test event or a pilot or at an event. So we're constantly getting that feedback on how to tweak and improve things, both for you as a, as a fundraiser, but also for your volunteers. The volunteer tools need to be so logical that if you handed it to somebody without training, they can just start using it because it's really clear exactly what it is and it just walks them through the right flow and they don't have to have training on it when you're busy and, and you can't get everybody there and trained in time. So huge focus on the admin experience, the volunteer experience, and how to make that easier. I really like that part of the software. I love that you brought up volunteers. I love that you brought up volunteers. One of my favorite events recently was there was an eight-year-old who just picked up an iPad and started using the tool in order to check in guests. Um, He was adorable. He had a superhero mask on theme uh, for for the event. He couldn't spell the people's last name, but he could use the software. So he, uh, that, I just think that was really great. And it's just so important that those volunteer tools that, you know, these people are, are generating or are, are generously giving their time. We need to make it super easy, not require a lot of training, allow them to pick it up. And so just like a supporter has a great experience, we want those volunteers to have that same great experience. This is volunteer fatigue. And Joe, do you remember back in the day, the volunteer training? I mean, that was, that was actually built into the run of show to, yeah, I mean, and, and, Oh, that wasn't always fun. You know, who doesn't show up? Who, you know, who sent Susie instead of Jane or Joe instead of John, right? There was, there's a lot with that. So you want to make it so intuitive that you don't, you can take that out of your run and show. And I think equal to the eight-year-old being able to pick it up and fly, I think the 80-year-old can too as well. So it it spans any generation. It's just that intuitive. I, I literally had that experience the first in-person I was back at on the um, the, the people and the volunteers, the guests, the volunteers showed up at the same time. Um, so I was trying to get iPads handed out to the volunteers and I got to the end of the line and there were two senior guys there who were checking people in on their phones and they said, well, you know, we got the link and uh, we got the invite. So we just started checking people in and I went, cool, great. That's exactly what you needed to do. I didn't even have to show them how to get there. Um, and it was easy and they were able to start checking people in and that was great. Because um, there were so many people and so much to do. I didn't have time to train people. I could only get the iPads in their hands. So it really is that easy. I actually experienced it that way. And I think um, the industry, it just is in love with it as well. Um, Specifically, auctioneers who are able to drive some competition in the room with some real-time table analytics. Can you talk about that a little bit? This is one of my favorite things. So, so seating people at tables as a necessary evil, right? You got to get people to a seat and that needs to be easy to use. But there's so much more than you can do with it that we brought in the platform that I absolutely love. So we can tell 
the org, what, um, who has raised the most at a table? What tables and how much have they raised? And not only raised, but engagement. How are they bidding on the silent auction? What raffle tickets have they purchased in order to, to show true engagement and create a little bit of that friendly competition in the room? Give that auctioneer something more to talk about and say, hey, table 24, you can do more. Look at what table 28's done, you know, and, and really um, just create that excitement uh, and, and environment of giving um, at, the, at those important moments. I think I stole your thunder because I know I was going to ask about your favorite um, features. And so I'm going to have to put you on the spot in a minute and have you come up with something new. Um, but it, let, let's just talk about innovation. I mean, One Cause has been innovating since 2008. And this is just, you know, reimagining events, reimagining giving, reimagining auctions and um, just optimizing experiences all the way around. So are we done? I mean, is, is, is this okay. it? <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to get some secrets out of you, please. We're definitely not done. There's, there's Great. a lot more coming. Um, but What's event, coming, Joe? What's coming, Joe? <laughs> um, it, it's, you're going to hear a lot around events and donations and social uh, fundraising, peer-to-peer fundraising. There's, there's just always stuff that we're working on to, to um, improve the space, to make it easier. Um, like Steph said, table management, you know, is, is a tough thing that you have to do. We, we, we create an ability for you to just, if this is how you work and this is how I work, I just need to take all my people out, assign them tables in Excel and just insert it back in the system and let it do all the work. Sure, we can do that. Um, we, we made smart ways to handle really hard problems like that. So expect that you'll see that all over in fundraising. We keep You're not going to give me any secrets, are you? <laughs> That's okay. His, his lips are sealed. His lips are sealed. Oh, okay, I know it's going to be good. Um, sponsors. I want to go there. Do you, okay. I have to tell you, I think I need to go to that sponsor game anonymous or something. Cause I'm so addicted and I'm not good at it. I have to admit, you know, all my peers are so much better, but that sponsor game is fire. And I really start to remember all those Legos. It's like that. Was it that concentration game that I played as a kid? And you really do start to remember the different logos and the message and oh, it's brilliant and it's so much fun. It's positively addicting. We're going to need some therapy here at One Cause so we can stop playing the game. But talk about the sponsor game and all the sponsor opportunities. We're not just taking a logo and putting it on a giving site anymore. Sponsors want more and we're able now to deliver more. That's so cool. I know that sponsors are so important to a lot of these events. Um, and. In the past, yes, you can put their logo on, um, you know, up on the screen, but we wanted to give more ways to be able to really interact with it, to have that memory um, of, yes, I remember that, you know, this company was a big part of this mission. And so I I love what we've done and we're not done. We're not even close to done on sponsors and what we can do there. So there's your little um, secret, I guess, uh, that, that I'll still is, is that we have more coming with sponsors, but it um, really... Trying to find a way so that nonprofits can deliver on the ROI that you're promising the sponsor for their sponsorship that they're paying for is yes, you can give them, you know, tickets to, to the table, but how else can I place their logo? How can I show them the impact that, you know, uh, that, that people are having as a result of their fundraising? So we're really excited to give more opportunities. And I love the match game. I'm also addicted, Donna, and I'm also awful at it. There are some people inside One Cause that are wonderful at it. And I, so don't I don't know how they them. do it so fast. I know. I agree. I agree completely. But 
just um, one of, of a lot of really great ways in order to deliver that ROI for that sponsor to show them, thank you. And here's what it means. Um, and here's how people have engaged with your logo um, throughout the event. Yeah. And then you you break it down now by different sponsorship levels, which is nice. Not everybody's weighted the same. So that's already built in and you could name your silent auctions, different, um, you know, after sponsor namesake. So really cool stuff there. I think it's going to help for sure with the um, ROI. All right. I think we're running close on time because our, our our audience typically likes to do a drive or a workout and we don't want to keep them, we want to respect their time and I need to respect your time as well. But Joe, I do want you to touch a little bit about all the donation experience. It's, it's really cool. I mean, you could add reactions and emojis, which we're so used to with, with social media, but there's a lot of headway there. It's not, it's not transactional. Can you take us through a little bit of donation story there? Yeah, we, we're all used to that big donation appeal a big moment, whether it's a paddle raise or uh, mobile donations, um, we handled all that stuff really well. I, I think that was, you know, a given that we're going to really focus on that important 15 minutes of the event. But we did a whole bunch of other really cool stuff done around um, getting more donations before the event, during the event, after the event, um, things that are more focused, you know, uh, donating uh, $25 to, you know, feed a family for, um, for a week, the real specific things like that, that are maybe outside of the big mission. Um, but being able to have these targeted things, being able to have small crowdfunding, um, activities to come together to raise a small amount for a specific project, those kinds of, um, targeted things that bring out the mission and get, get me as a donor to give more to these specific mission impacts that I can have. That's a really huge piece. Um, as you mentioned, the donor experience is just fun and easy. Um, we did emojis because yeah, we, we have put emojis on everything these days. Everything. I, I talk with emojis all the time now. <laughs> It needs to feel, again, like we said, it needs to feel modern. It needs to feel like what I'm familiar with. Um, and even just having recurring donations as an option. A lot of people do recurring donations, but it should just be baked in anywhere I donate. I should, I just want to be able to say, oh, I'll give monthly instead because I believe in this cause. So there's just a lot of donation stuff we built, whether it's the big moment or before, during, after the event. Um, we're doing it because we want to help people see new ways to fundraise. So give new ideas on how you could raise more, um, even from the same donors. So that's why we've been building this. You know, I love that because, you know, you, you are at an event and you, you're inspired. You want to help. You learn more about the mission and you say to yourself, oh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go after this event. I'm going to go on that website and I'm going to give monthly and ah. You're like me, you're probably busy and forget to do that until the year later when you're at the event again. So building in recurring, it just makes sense. It just makes, it just makes sense. Yep. I, yeah, I, think I love learned, it. I think we've all learned that you need to um, be able to, to, to Steph said earlier, like be ready whenever people are ready to give, be ready yeah. to ask at all the appropriate moments. Don't let a moment go by. So give them plenty of options when they engage with you so that they connect in the way that matters the most to them, that makes the most sense to them. I love it. I love everything. I've been seeing some events and how wonderfully they're going and the engagement. We're getting such great testimonial about that engagement. So you were spot on with everything that you've done because it's really strengthened those relations uh, that are so important between the nonprofit and their supporters. Okay. So favorite feature or what you're most excited for? Either one. Let's start with you, Stephanie. Oh my, it's like making me pick my favorite child. That's not, that's not exactly fair, right? Yeah, oh, sorry, God. sorry. It's, oh, um, let's see. 
probably if I had to pick one, it would be um, that experience from ticket purchase till getting checked in. The express check-in with the QR code and really empowering your supporters to answer some really quick questions when they're already on their phone ahead of time so that when they walk into the event, they just show their QR code. No tech or no hardware, like extra hardware needed. You could just use an iPad or an iPhone in order to be able to scan that QR code as nonprofit. I just love how seamless that is and how it really gets people, it empowers the supporter to answer the questions on their time. It makes it easy and quick so you don't have to have as many people at check-in and it's just a win-win for the organization and for the supporter. So if I had to pick a favorite child, that's probably my my one. That's your favorite child. And you've been at events too. So you've been seeing it in action. It's just so yes, special. Actually, actually, we've done over a thousand events on this platform. So we're talking about it being new, but we've actually executed over a thousand events done on this platform. And that is how, you know, we, it, it has really evolved a lot that we're really excited to tell everybody about now. And I know firsthand that you really get involved in events because I've seen you pop up making donations, buying tickets. Many, many of our audience knows about my daughter, Alyssa's um, nonprofit. And I'm always hitting you up. What can we try out? What can we test? What can we exercise? Because I want the latest and greatest. It's purely for selfish reasons. And you've just been so gracious and so in the field and hands-on. So we really appreciate that. But I have to ask Joe, what are, can you pick a favorite child too, Joe? In terms of ones we haven't talked about yet, um, I've already talked about a few, but um, donation commitments, the donation wow. commitments and sponsorships are two things that we did to say you can do your year round fundraising inside the platform. So this isn't just about planning for your event three months beforehand. This is where you can put in, you know, somebody's committed to give you 10,000 nine months before the event. You can put it in the software, see it against your goal, collect payment on it at that point. But it won't show up publicly until the right moment that night when you decide to show it on the thermometer and announce that they've given you this big money. So it's this um, it's this end to end way of tracking all your biggest donors and and thanking them at the right time in the right way. And like I said, it, it built the way that you actually do donation commitments. Um, so it's meant to be something that you can do all year round, just like sponsorships, entering them all year round, not just something you have to rush and do right before your event and try to figure out how it works. It's set up to actually work the way that we fundraise. Yeah, you've kind of given the fundraisers the control and the flexibility to kind of fundraise the way they want instead of putting square pegs in round holes or having fundraisers model their event a certain way to make the make use of their software. You've right. now made flexible software to say, hey, whatever you're doing, we got you. We got you. That's it. Cool way to end this podcast. I I so appreciate. I know how difficult it is to get on your calendars because I try to book meeting meetings with you every once in a while. So I can't thank you enough uh, for your time and for joining us today. I know our fundraisers are going to want to hear more too. So if you're listening in and you're inspired, please go to onecause.com. There's a, a test drive, I believe, that we could learn more. And of course, there's always opportunities uh, to book some time with uh, the folks here who could take deep dives with you and discover if it's the right software for you at the right time. We still have our full product portfolio, right, Stephanie Joe? So it's it's all a matter of um, when, uh, probably, I would think everybody's going to want platform, but it's just a matter of the right time. Would that is that fair? Absolutely. It's, it's like today they might have, you know, uh, Alexis, and this is uh, Bentley. So they still are great. They can use the the Lexus, the mobility software that they have today, 
But if you want something a little bit special and new and cutting edge, you're more than welcome to to give a try to the Bentley. But Lex still a great, a straight, yeah. still a great car. Oh, I've got I've never test drived a Bentley. That sounds like fun. Well, fearless fundraisers, that's all about all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. That's Thursdays, 12.30 p.m. But in the meantime, be sure to listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. Follow the channel that you like best so that you can get notifications about all our new guests. Fundraisers, we want to thank you for all the amazing things you do to build better tomorrows for communities. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. And I know they're here on Raise Nation Radio and you won't want to miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. You just heard all of the whys behind the new platform, and that's exactly the reason why. Be sure to check us out at onecause.com. Visit the resource tab on our homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks and blogs, podcasts, webinars that you'll find helpful. Huge shout out and thanks to my guest, Stephanie Ragazzino and Joe Duca for just sharing their expertise, their insight, their authenticity, and all the great innovation that, that they're doing behind our platforms. Joe, Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us today. Any last words of inspiration? I, I like to steal some of that stuff said once that um, we we really built this product for the people who are listening to the show. So um, because you deserve you know a good solution that'll make your jobs easier. So um, I just know that we're looking out for you. We want to we want to help you do better at what you're doing and be more successful. Sorry, I stole that one from you, Steph. Oh, and Steph, come up with something new. What about you, Stephanie? Any last words of inspiration for our fearless fundraisers out there? You know, for me, um, the fundraisers are my inspiration, right? That's why we did this is that um, every event or every fundraising, um, you know, I get to get, be involved with. It is absolutely unbelievable what you're doing. And so I thank you for what you're doing because you're making the world a better place. And so hopefully... This makes your life better. That's what we're, that's what we're going for. So uh, thanks. Well, thank you both so very much. I'll let you get back to coding and innovating and strategy and all that great work you do. Fearless fundraisers, that's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Dawn Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. Mm-hmm.